When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. When the World Cup kicks off, you'll be informed with the latest and greatest analytics. That's really what broadcasters are asking for us, asking us to use our metrics and our data to really tell what's happening. And it can be very general or it could be very specific. Um, you know, depending on the questions that people uh, are, are wanting to answer. That's Dr. Patrick Lucy, Chief Scientist at Stats Perform, who is preparing to help showcase all of the information for the world's largest sporting event. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Dr. Patrick Lucy has been a guest before, but with the World Cup preparing to kick off in the Middle East, we thought we'd catch up with him again to see what new analytics will be showcased to worldwide fans and in general where analytic-driven content creation has gone over the past couple of years. Our guest this week is Patrick Lucy. He is the chief scientist at Stats Perform. We're getting close to the start of the World Cup, the biggest sporting event worldwide. So let's check in on what the modern fan wants in statistical information. Hey, Patrick, how are you? Nice to have you back on the show. Hey, Bram. It's uh, great to be back. Thanks for having me again. Uh, so what are you guys thinking about as you prepare to disseminate information about the World Cup? Yeah, so it's very exciting. The World Cup's coming up. Uh, it's, um, you know, football is the uh, the world game and there's so many different stories to tell. I think in terms of how people are utilizing analytics, I think we just have to look at Thursday night football here in the US on uh, the Amazon, on Amazon Prime. They have an analytics stream. So whether it's live win probability or there's detailed uh, statistics about each player, past completion or whatnot, um, you know, fans are expecting that. And that's, that's performed by our OptiData and our uh, AI outputs. We're actually able to generate the same for, for soccer. So whether it is expected goals, understanding the quality of a chance, uh, we came up with that 10 years ago and we've improved that, or uh, whether it's live win probability or whether it's understanding the likelihood of the team progressing to the next round um, or the quality of each possession or the momentum of, of, uh, of the game. Using AI and our underlying data, we're act- actually able to provide that live. And so it's very exciting. So it's the ultimate companion, second screen experience um, to generate those type of insights as you're enjoying uh, games during the World Cup. So we're, we're very excited to showcase everything that we have there, but um, it should be an exciting tournament. Let me go back to Thursday Night Football for a minute. Like, What is your takeaway from seeing that getting implemented on the NFL and, and that national stage? It's about time. Uh, this stuff has been out there uh, for a very long time, so it's great to see that been um, part of a broadcast so all the different questions that you ask you know, likelihood of a team winning or how did that how did the touchdown change um, the impact of a team winning or individual analysis of a player 
Um, we've had those metrics out for a very long time and people have this thought that soccer is far behind the other sports. But a lot of the content that you've seen on Thursday Night Football, we've actually generated in soccer for the last decade um, and been able to piece it all together in, in, in a way that people can consume it live. Um, we have a product called Pressbox Live where broadcasters can use that and generate those insights live, kind of the you know, wizard behind the curtain. And so I think it just shows what's possible and what's actually available. And so I think bringing this to prime time Thursday night is a great um, showcase of what exists in other sports. And, and we do have that for soccer via Opta data in our live uh, AI output. So it's, um, it's very exciting just to have that exposure. Why do you think? Why do you think that is with soccer? Is it? Do you think it's partially because gambling has been legalized much sooner in Europe? Is that? Is that why there's been more implement, implementation of statistical information? So I think in terms. So I I do think that's the case, especially for soccer. Um, and depends who you talk to. You know, I think soccer is well advanced in terms of analytics. It's just far more difficult to implement um, or analyze. Because if you look at American sports, it's, it's, it's segmented. So American football, you have possessions. You can analyze after every down. Um, and that kind of break in between plays enables you to kind of tease that out. In baseball, you're able to break down after every pitch. In soccer, it's continuous and low scoring. And so even though those metrics are available, it's hard to distill um, out during a broadcast. And I think that's what we've been very successful in doing. You know, first of all, to generate these analytics live, you have to do it live and it has to uh, be able to be consumed in a digestible form. And so it's just kind of piecing it together. So even though those ingredients have been available, it's putting it together live and in a form where people can consume it easily. Uh, when broadcasters and platforms work with Stats Perform, what do they want from you now? What are they looking for? It's just to tell better stories. Um, people understand soccer, so I'll, I'll tell this through a, a soccer lens. Um, people understand the game, and it's just not explained at a high level. So being able to tell stories about overall play, whether it's the tactics or how good uh, a certain player is in a certain area of the field, such as a striker, being able to have metrics to back that up, or how to understand how a midfielder is in build-up play, having metrics which can tell that story. So really what we do, and this is what sports data is, it's basically reconstructing the story of the match and the metrics that we create enable us to tell the story of performance through a specific lens, whether it's a striker using the XG value, um, whether it's the passing ability using our possession value, or just even if it's a 0-0 game, being able to know the momentum um, so using our metrics to capture which team is dominant over another. Um, that's really what broadcasters are asking for us, asking us to use our metrics and our data to really tell what's happening. And it can be very general or it could be very specific, um, you know, depending on the questions that people uh, are, are wanting to answer. It's funny you mentioned momentum. As, as someone who's being, been a traditional broadcaster, um, that is always a subjective feel that we try to verbalize when we talk about games that we think we're seeing momentum change. You actually have metrics for this now that you could quantify a literal momentum change? 
Yeah, so um, we, we, we actually do. So in soccer, um, we use momentum and momentum is, um, you know, physics is, is um, mass times velocity. So you have to have some type of estimate of mass. So what is this kind of mass on, on the pitch? So we use uh, our position value, which gives us an idea of how threatening a team is. Um, you know, in terms of soccer, the likelihood of a team going to score and so it doesn't necessarily have to relate to having a shot. It could just be having dominant field possession. So that's how we've been able to create this momentum metric. And it can lead to, again, for soccer, when it's low scoring, if it's nil all, one team could be dominating over another team. And we need to be able to come up with a metric to describe that. So that's our way of estimating this in, in an objective way. As a producer slash broadcaster, I want a gauge on the screen that shows this momentum change. I want to, I want to literally actually see it. Yeah, so we provide that. Um, so we have these metrics, these momentum metrics, and it, it, it tells some very, very powerful storytelling. Um, whether it's a second screen experience, you can just actually have, I call it visual storytelling. You can actually see the flow. Um, obviously, you can use wind probability, and that's used to really good effect for high scoring games such as um, American football, basketball, where there's a lot of scoring. But for soccer, where it's low scoring, having an idea like a win probability curve when it's nil all in soccer isn't that informative. But you want to know how dominant a team is and how likely a team is going to score in each possession. And, and, and that's what we've been really been able to, to, to bring out with our um, momentum measure. All right, let's talk about fans for a moment and what they want here. And I think this is a really interesting um, event to think about that, the World Cup, because there are so many different fans from so many different parts of the world. Um, do you see um, a through line of what fans want internationally, or is it segmented by regions of the world about about what kind of information is actually important to them? Yeah, I think it's both. And I think this is the value of data and the metrics that we provide. It's basically giving us the ability to answer questions that people have. And the questions that people have vary depending on the parts of the world or depending on how well-versed they are. Like some people only follow soccer every four years. Um, and so they just may want to know about, oh, who's this player? Or what's their background? You know, where are they from? What's their hometown? Um, which clubs have they played for? Or they may want to have an idea behind their statistical background, but how are how they progress. So um, as we progress, again, I think this is the value of the second screen and where data and metrics play a big role is where you have the ability to answer any questions that people have depending on their background and the interests that they have. So uh, as you think about the presentation of it and the dissemination of it in real time, how do you know which questions to ask that want to be answered? Yeah, so Stats Perform, we've been around for over 40 years. We're very good at what we do. We have domain experts. So um, it's really a mix of using our domain experts. Um, you know, yourself being in this field for a very long time as a, a broadcaster and commentator there, Bram. You have a feel you have questions that you would like to answer. So we have the ability to answer those. But also, we give the ability for people to ask the questions that they want as well. So we generate insights, whether it's just a textual insight or whether it's a graphic or whether it is a, um, uh, another chart. Or we also have the ability for people to use this platform to actually ask the questions and generate the graphics that they want as well. Huh. So it, it really is a hybrid strategy there. 
And how quick is like a turnaround of that? If I, if I, let's just say I'm in a live situation, I wanted to use the platform. I want to ask a specific question that would have an analytical response. Um, what, what does that look like in terms of turnaround and information? Yeah, it's live. So after an event occurs, we'll give you the insight. Um, whether we've given an automated insight. So once an event happens, instantaneously we can trigger something that we think is interesting. And then we have our experts generating those inputs as well. So you know, it's basically instantaneous. So when you need it, that will be provided. And, um, you know, uh, time is um, so important here. So the longer that you wait, you know, the less important this insight is. So we have to generate this as live as possible or as soon as possible. Okay. Uh, World Cup's going to start soon. What are some of the things that you're excited to unveil to fans this year? Yeah, so it's a multitude of things. Um, you know, I, I, I think it is our metric. So we've just um, released our new XG value, which is, um, you know, the best, um, you know, uh, model out there in terms of expecting the likelihood of a, a um, estimating the quality of a chance. Also, our live possession value, where we can monitor the quality of each possession. Um, it's our graphics platform, our Pressbox live graphics platform, where we can not only have those numbers, we can generate a graphic around that. It is our live insights as well. So there's just a multitude of things, again, to answer any questions. Uh, other predictive capabilities you know, for a tournament, just knowing the likelihood of a team winning the tournament or getting to the next round. Knowing or having an idea of how that changes after a goal is scored or a red card um, has occurred. We can answer those questions immediately. So I think it's the, the, the World Cup is just a great show. Um, it's a great time to showcase all the different things, all the different metrics, all the different insights that we can generate uh, for soccer. So we're, we're, we're very excited have the opportunity to to do that. And I'm excited to see what you guys unveil. Patrick Lucy is the chief scientist at Stats Perform. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Brian. On the next Future Sport Podcast, the time is now to use blockchain technology to help all teams build their brands. One of the key differentiating points between what we do and the rest of uh, the market is the fact that we've actually... Uh, done a huge turn with our tokens. Uh, we offer great belief that the clubs around the world shouldn't list their tokens immediately because there's a huge risk of those volatilities, especially in the current marketplace. That's Samir Cherich, COO of Blocksport, which is helping all teams move into Web3 and its future of engagement. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.